All right, I'm going to get started. It's 6.05 and um, I'm very punctual, so I'm going to get started. Um, thank you for coming tonight. I'm surprised to see so many people, but very glad to see so many people. Um, a few faces are new here, so I thought um, I'd introduce myself. I'm Amy Caskey. I'm the Director of Missions. Um, my personality is that I like to keep things fun and light, familiar. So I'm going to tell you about myself a little bit. Um, I want to start with just my personal background. Um, I was raised on the west side of Cleveland. In 2005, I graduated with a BA in art history, really useful, um, from the University of Dayton, where I met my now husband. Shortly after graduating, Jared and I moved to Columbus in 2006 and got married in 2007. We joined this church in 2012 after the birth of our first child. We have two kids, Lucy, who is 11, and Bennett, who is seven, and two dogs named Beverly and Harriet. We live about 60 seconds from here in a, the neighborhood aptly named The Glen. And um, there are many church members and staff in our neighborhood. I'm trying to see if anyone here lives in my neighborhood. No. Um, I've worked for First Community since September 2013. I was originally hired to be the administrative assistant for Camp Akita. That lasted for um, about three seconds. And then I um, was moved to the missions administrative uh, position in 2014. This has always included support for Heart to Heart and the, then the Minister of Mission. Um, in October, 2022, I was promoted to Director of Missions. This position includes oversight over all the missions and um, over Heart to Heart. And Johan Kim, our food pantry manager. Johan, please stand. Johan joined the staff on March 1st, 2021 as the part-time Heart to Heart volunteer coordinator. As of October, 2022, he's the full-time Heart to Heart food pantry manager. Johan is a Capricorn, a Bigfoot enthusiast, and he has a black cat named Sirius. And he loves that I just told you guys that. Um, so I wanna give you a general overview of what we're um, working to accomplish, why, how, and what we need to do to achieve it. Um, our typical monthly meetings going forward will not look like tonight. Um, they'll be less formal, more discussion-based, and I don't want you to be worried about being super bored in the future. Um, I don't like to waste time, so I will try to keep things succinct. Um, and we can talk more about what to expect in future meetings later, but right now I want to invite Glenn to come forward um, to offer us a blessing and center ourselves in preparation for the theme. I will offer a blessing and then uh, give you a couple of uh, updates and highlights and some things that uh, are happening. Before I offer a blessing, though, let me uh, spread some kudos out to both Amy and Johan. Uh, Amy, uh, we were thrilled to name her as the director of mission. The, back in the fall. She's done amazing. She was doing amazing work before then. She's now a member of our programs, program staff team. She brings uh, um, a, a kind of a dark sense of humor to our, to our program staff, which is great. She makes us laugh. She's self-deprecating um, and extraordinarily high skill. And we're just thrilled to have her. So you thank her for really quickly. And then I'll just, I'll just end your underline what she said about Johan. Johan is is sort of this quiet uh, superhero 
understand. Um, I swear there's a big ass underneath his sweatshirt uh, that, that he, he, he wears and he needs to be super, super, super versatile and do some, some great stuff. He's really done a great job with it. Our mission area that are happening now and in the not too distant future. Uh, let's, let's be in a, in a moment of prayer. Gracious one, we're grateful for this church and its ability to serve its neighbors both across the street and across the world. We're grateful for the many ways uh, members of our congregation and friends of our congregation have served in, in any role and every role necessary to ensure that the least, the lost, the last are cared for in love in the way that Jesus commands and calls us to do. Continue to keep our hearts, minds, and hands open ourselves ready to serve and to go in whatever direction where your spirit needs us the most in order to indeed ensure that the hungry are fed, the homeless are housed, and those in the deepest need are cared for with more than just love with the hand out and help. In Christ's name, amen. Okay, a couple of other things. Um, one, we want you to know that uh, Amy and I met last week and she will be working towards bringing in a uh, part-time administrative person who will focus uh, only on, on mission. I'm working well with Amy and Johan from their needs. She will report, he or she will report to, to uh, Amy, and, and uh, I'm glad that's going to be happening soon. Secondly, we have, we have postponed for now uh, the hiring of the Minister of Mission until the end of the year. Uh, that, that, does, that reasoning for, for that is primarily because of the great job Amy is doing. We really want Amy to um, grow into this role. She's grown into tremendously. And I mentioned before, the uh, organizational level that she brings is, is outstanding. The skills she has are exactly what we needed in the life of our church in this time. And so we pushed that minister missions position off until later in the year. That, that, oh, yeah. I think that's first. It's not calling to say, turn your phone off. I think that's first. <clears throat> oh, it's... It's it's okay. No, no worries. Can you, that, that, thank you. Where was I? So, Minister of Mission, we pushed that position off till the end of the year. We'll start searching for that position in the end of the year with, uh, with the goal of bringing that person on our staff about the beginning of next year. So, sometime like this. Um, in case you're curious, we do have an opportunity for a, a ministerial intern uh, that will most likely bring on our staff in the fall, which will have to expand on. Uh, Minister of Abilities, and you probably are aware that Deb Lindsay is currently serving as our Minister of Spiritual Life and Learning to, to uh, also fill in some of the gaps uh, ministerial and pastoral in worship. So, a little bit of update there. I'm going to be here for the rest of the night. Looking forward to the meeting. I really appreciate y'all coming out and seeking for this uh, new era of our ministry. That reminded me, and let me remind you, let's turn our phones on airplane mode together. Okay. Um, another uh, fun fact about me is that I hate bright lights and being hot and being looked at by several people. So today is my favorite day. Um, okay. So real quick, as I mentioned, that's our agenda. We checked in already. We're gonna talk about why, how, who, what to expect, and um, then we'll do some breakout work. Um, okay, 
What is the goal? The goal here is to eliminate formal councils and boards in favor of project-focused task forces and mission-focused ministry teams. What is the difference, right? I'm not sure about you, but when I was originally given this directive, I thought, well, that's just semantics. And to some degree, for those working in the groups, it is. However, if uh, you present yourself to other groups, the community, one another, it's maybe more important to define what you are. Accurately naming your group allows outsiders to better understand your group's purpose. So for a refresher, let's just remind ourselves in general what each of these terms mean. A council is a group of people elected or chosen to make decisions or give advice on a particular subject, to represent a particular group of people or run a particular organization. A board is a group of people who are responsible for controlling the operation of a public or private organization. A task force is a group of people who are brought together to do a particular job. And a team, you'll like this one, is a number of people or animals who do something together as a group. So, why are we doing this? The first reason is because the governing board said so. In the strategic plan in 2021, one of the operational imperatives was, as you can see here, streamline our ministry governance system from councils to ministry teams and short-term time-limited task forces. The strategic plan is on the church's website, um, and I forgot to include paper copies today, but if you just look strategic plan up on the website in your search bar, you'll find it. Um, so in short, the reason um, the, the strategic planning committee on the governing board charged us with this task is because it works better. Um, research shows a general trend toward less formal commitments and project-based tasks is more appealing to members and volunteers. Um, I have outlined the benefits and some goals for us here. Um, shared resources allow uh, conservation of resources and makes us better stewards of the donations we receive and the time donated to us by volunteers. Um, collaboration allows for teams to serve one another in addition to themselves, focusing on where they overlap rather than where they differ. And focused efforts allow us to have greater impact working toward a common goal with an established mission that has already proved their sustainability. While we are on this topic, I'm gonna to do a little side note. I'm just gonna make an appeal to everyone in the room right now. Um, the best way to stay informed about the massive number of things that missions does and the church does is to read all your first community emails. Um, I know that you get a lot of emails every day. Uh, I get a lot of emails every day too. Um, these are packed with information and the more you learn about the ministries of the church, the better we can work together. The more impact we can have, the better it will be, right? So how do we make this change when we're so used to doing things one way? Change is hard. I'm not sure if you know this, but the Bible has some things to say about change. The gallon? I'm just giving you some Bible quotes. So, many verses acknowledge 
the difficulties that accompany change while reassuring us to have confidence in what we were doing and confidence in God. Likewise, I encourage you to accept within this charge with enthusiasm and with most importantly, an open mind. We will figure this out together, making tweaks as needed over time. This is a fluid situation. The goal here is not just collaboration on mission projects, but cooperation informing the structure of the team. So how, how are we gonna do this? Uh, there we go. Um, to examine our thinking, we're going to do some exercises on asset-based planning. If you've recently been working with Tim Van Sant's group, these concepts will be familiar to you, but I will review them here quickly. Um, what is asset-based planning? So it builds on the assets that are found in the community and mobilizes individuals, associations, and institutions to come together to realize and develop their strengths. Um, it's different than a deficit-based approach that focuses on identifying and servicing needs. An asset-based approach spends time identifying the assets of individuals, associations, and institutions that form the community. And the assets um, from an individual are matched an interest in or need for those strengths. So basically what we're looking to do is see the glasses half full instead of half empty. Let's think about what we have and how we can use it. I swear we're gonna get more interactive here soon. Um, so now we're gonna watch a short video to understand how the concept is put to use. Um, and then after that, we will complete an abbreviated worksheet to focus on um, thoughts on our own contributions to the team. Um, uh, Tim Van Sant, Tim Van Sant sent me this video. So if you don't like it, just go ahead and email Tim Van Sant. Is it gonna work? No. There we go. Can you guys see that? As I'm in the no, you cannot. For residency right now. Sorry, I should have had that pulled up. Helping me write my personal statement and CV. Grammarly is your digital writing assistant. It's an all-in-one tool that improves your productivity, triple checks um, your It saves you time when working on physical assignments. Even the free features are incredible. I don't think it's I can do it because Stuart has control of the Zoom. Here's the thing. It's not super important that you watch the video um, because I can generally explain the concepts to you. Um, so basically what you need to know are that um, Physical assets are things that you can touch and see from land and equipment to natural beauty and the environment. Individual assets are the talent, skills, and experiences of individuals, the people in this room. Um, associational assets are the voluntary groups and networks of people from the more formally structured volunteer associations like a service club to informally gathered groups like the people who meet for coffee on Tuesday mornings or the mission ministry team. Institutions uh, are agencies, corporations, and other organizations with budgets and staff. So the church is the institution here. These might be nonprofit, like a hospital, or for-profit, like a manufacturing firm, or public, like a government agency. Economic assets um, are community assets involving money, such as our spending power, our investments, and our capacities to produce goods and services for money. So I'm going to leave those definitions um, up. But for now, 
It is. Hang on. Time for worksheets. I know everyone likes worksheets, so I wanted to make it fun. And I wanted to um, include that sound. But I couldn't find it. Sorry. Um, so everyone at their table or go grab one from another table has um, inside that red folder, there are there's like an asset-based uh, questionnaire. Um, so no, no, it just says time for worksheets. I was just trying to make it fun. So I'm going to leave these definitions on the screen while we all take a short time. Um, and you can move around if you want and take the opportunity to stretch. Um, and we're going to take like 10 minutes or less to complete our worksheets. I will collect these at the end of the meeting. So also, if you don't finish in that time, that's fine. You can work on it. Um, please include all your contact information at the top so I can make sure our records are updated. Um, after the meeting, I, I'm going to collect and analyze these. Um, I'll send out a summary to the group. Um, I'll do things like looking for common strengths, looking for common interests. Um, and I want to make sure you all know that you will be held accountable for the things that you write down. Not in the Kitty promised to buy us a new cargo truck kind of way, but in a more general fashion. I do want you to think seriously though about what you are willing to do and commit, what you, your talents and passions really truly are when you're completing this. Um, yeah, so why don't you guys go ahead and take like 10 minutes or so to do that. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it actually. Can you guys even read that? Is it too foggy? Well, I'll leave it up there. And then in a little while I will show you like an example of what I would do on a worksheet. You don't want to do another one, Glenn? You already did it. Okay. We did these on program staff recently. And if you're in Tim's groups, he also did them there. Feel free to talk amongst yourself. Yeah. Um, the one that I am involved in here, fill in the blanks. Yes, fill in the blanks. The one, um, where is mine? So the ministry, put that under asset questionnaire. Name a ministry area that is important to you. And I'll know what you mean. So you're, you, yeah, you do Monday Night Meals. I got you. So when you're looking at um, name a ministry area that is important to you, you can be very specific, like Monday Night Meals at Friends of the Homeless. Or you can be more general, like hunger. That's up to you. Um, if you aren't like super familiar with all of the missions, it might be easier to put a more general thing down. Also, refer to the screen if you don't understand the question. 
I don't. Um, it's a screenshot too, so I know it's terrible. Um, but if you, I can reread them to you if you're if you need help understanding which one. I can read one to you if you. Okay, that's what I just reviewed, but I know there. It's just a screenshot. I should have retyped it. I'm going to send the Zoom team some. If you're joining us via Zoom, I have just sent you um, the questionnaire that we're working on. Uh, if you want to fill that out and uh, or just look through it now and then email it to me, that would be super helpful. I also, if you did not see on the Zoom, I sent the uh, PowerPoint as a PDF, if that makes it easier for you to view. I think I heard what you said. Um, I'm going to send a meeting recap with some more notes. It will include the PDF and this questionnaire and so many more things. Okay. Uh, but it will be next week. You know what? I'll send the video that we couldn't watch either because it's really fun. All right, I'm just gonna show you, just ignore me. If you can't do two things at once or don't wanna hear me, just ignore me. Yeah. I was just gonna show you my answers if you needed references. Why can't I find it? Where did my thing go? 
I'm 
that's the wrong thing. I haven't been keeping track of the time. Is anyone done? I'm just going to start to go over how I would have answered the questions in case that helps you answer the questions. Um, for this exercise, I picked heart to heart as the ministry I'm passionate about. Not because it's my favorite. I don't play, I don't play favorites, but it helped me finish this questionnaire. So, a ministry area that's important to me is heart to heart. What assets are currently available and being used by this ministry area? So, I included some physical assets like the building, and then financial assets like donations, um, and then more uh, physical assets. Um, they also use volunteers. That's an asset. Um, other potential assets. So Lincoln Road Chapel, we've been looking at as a possible asset. Um, the First Community Foundation is a financial asset that we seek help from. Um, social workers are an asset that we um, can, take, can take better advantage of. Um, physical assets that I value are the Heart to Heart Band. Um, Today it, it didn't really want to work, so it really made me appreciate it even more when it does. Um, my personal assets I wrote down: organization, communication, sense of humor. How will I personally invest my gifts, like the ones I just listed, to develop this ministry? So I said I would develop relationships with donors and volunteers through fun and thorough communication. Combines all of my gifts. Um, what groups of people do I belong to? I'm a church member. I'm a staff member. I'm in parenting groups. I'm an alumni of a university. Um, so you can think about things within this church and outside of this church. Actually, especially outside of this church would be great. Um, what institutions make decisions that affect you? So uh, church leadership. Glenn makes decisions that affect me. Um, the governing board makes decisions that affect me. Uh, Mid-Ohio Food Bank makes decisions that affect heart-to-heart, -heart, as does ODGFS. Um, what do we do to make money? Fundraising events, matching grant campaigns. How do we spend money? Um, mostly on groceries and then supplies like paper bags. Um, the number one thing we spend money on is Johan. Um, then I just list potential partners within your community. Um, other community uh, food pantry directors, which we um, have relationships with a few. Uh, businesses, we've been approached by Grubhub about po possibly volunteering. Um, associations like the Ohio Association of Food Banks and ministry teams I listed because I'm currently working with all of them. Uh, Midweek missions, crossroads and the deacons. So um, I'm gonna collect these at the end so you can continue to work through them as I continue to talk. 
um, as things come up, you may think of things. Um, so I'd like to start visualizing what I mean when I say teams. Um, I encourage everyone to think of missions as a single group with a few focused teams. Um, we're all working toward the singular goal of the success of our missions. Did I lose that? No. Um, we will, while we won't report to like an overseeing governing body, we will be responsible to work with and for one another. So we will be holding each other accountable. Um, I would like to specifically point out that until a new team is formed with some rules established regarding the use of mission funding, um, the 2022 council remains intact with voting capability. Seth and I talked about that and decided that was the best way to handle it uh, for now. I'm hoping we can get that resolved quickly. Um, so at first, I will primarily work with that group myself to get things settled um, as there are some urgent things that I need to speak with them about. Um, however, later I'll be available to all groups. Um, on a side note, Tim Van Sant has taken over leadership for the LGBTQ group, which used to be kind of missions, and then Tim came and it was kind of working together. He's um, leading it as the staff member. Uh, we will look for opportunities to collaborate with him. Um, so this is the general. That's how I saw it in my brain. Um, I, I wanted to make it like a Venn diagram so we could see how we overlap. But also, we overlap like, you know, within the groups, which I didn't do a good job of portraying. Um, and then I want to uh, see how, I want you to see how each larger group has subgroups too, or you know people that make it up. So um, like right here at the heart to heart table, um, we have our staff member, we have a volunteer that unloads our trucks all the time, and we have two volunteers from our pop-up pantry. So they all have a different role, but together they form a team that makes heart to heart operate. Um, so that's what those outside arrows are trying to portray. Um, so let's review expectations for some teams. Where did my window go? I keep losing it. Here it is. So number one, the term uh, mission council will likely be retired in exchange for a name that more fits um, their role, but we're just gonna use this for the purpose of this meeting because we have not decided that name yet. Um, they will focus that group, whatever it's saying, will focus primarily on finances and grants. Um, they will evaluate feasibility of new projects based on the resources that we have um, and you know anything new that we wanna start. Um, I'm, I'm calling them satellite teams. So satellite teams like prison ministry, Monday night meals, um, Habitat will operate almost independently. Um, they will seek funding for Mission Council if necessary, and I primarily will act as a conduit for the outlying ministries. Um, I'll support them administratively as I can, and um, majority, though, will run on their own. Um, uh, most importantly, established teams uh, will continue to function and develop as they are. Um, for instance, the refugee ministry has been going very well lately. They recently um, 
re-energized and did a little reorganization. They've been functioning as an arrival team very well. Um, so that team will change very, just a little bit. We'll just have to come up with a few things that we need to change. Um, but this is sort of kind of how we've been operating, right? Um, Mission Council has some formal guidelines. Um, and anytime you're talking about money, there's going to be some formal guidelines. But in the past few years, um, really prompted by the pandemic, this is how we started to operate as teams. Things have become less formal. We can't all be together at the same time. Um, you know, people couldn't be council leaders because they couldn't be together. Um, so I don't think this is gonna feel like a huge change for us. Um, so established teams will be responsible for creating their own rules. Um, I encourage them to be very straightforward and succinct um, and short and few. Um, but any, like I said, any group that uh, has any funding um, involves and like does, you know, their own fundraising and their own, um, you know, grants. So refugees, uh, March Heart. I mean, most of us um, will have to have written guidelines. Um, and then each team should have a leader or a plan for rotating leadership to lead meetings, chair events, be responsible for communication. We're trying to lessen the commitment, but you, as you all know, for meetings that aren't um, super organized or led very well, like someone has to be in charge of at least each meeting. Um, so think about when you're developing your team, think about how you want to handle that. Um, I'd like to give a quick overview for of our missions focuses for those who are unfamiliar. Um, just our three mission focuses are the refugee ministry team, the trading post and heart to heart, and then our mission council, whatever we're going to call that. Um, heart to heart is a choice food pantry, which operated, operates out of our South campus where our office is. Um, the food pantry serves those in need of a food assistance as defined by government agencies through our partnership with Mid-Ohio Food Collective. Um, last year, we served over 26,000 individuals. Uh, the refugee ministry works closely with local resettlement agencies to sponsor new arrivals and assist with emergency funding for expenses that are not covered by the financial assistance they receive when they arrive, which is not a lot. Um, they also help in special needs situations, such as in-home English tutoring, which Mary does. And um, for, those, for those unable to attend group uh, classes, they also do things like transport them um, to places, help them figure out transportation, uh, things like that. The Tri-Village Training Post is a low-cost store that operates from the Annex building at our South Campus. The store operates solely on volunteer efforts. There are no employees at the trading post. There are three volunteers who are my best friends. Um, their profits make up the entire budget for Mission Council. So they, all their earnings come in, 10% goes to the operating budget of the church, 90% goes to Mission Council and whatever they vote to do with it. Um, Last year, they earned well over $100,000. Um, that's bananas, guys. Uh, how, much, how much did you earn the year before? 60? 
I mean, they almost doubled their income in a year. It was amazing. I just I like I like I like to brag about them a lot. Um, so uh, we don't really have a heart to heart ministry team yet. We have a heart to heart Johan. Um, so we are uh, going to form that team. We have members here that volunteer regularly. They are going to become part of our ministry team, um, and they're going to develop like what the purpose of the team is, who else they need to recruit, how many people they need to recruit what they're gonna do. Um, so that will be a big project for them and what they will be working on the majority of this year. Um, <clears throat> yeah. yeah um, you mentioned that they made a hundred thousand dollars. Maybe people know that don't know, uh, but you know, the uh, yard sale moved away. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the things that had gone to the yard sale you know, now right. I'm sold for the trading post. Right. And so, and of course, the ladies, the volunteers there, uh, you know, they put their heads together and figured this all out. But, um, right. The people, the three women who ran the um, garage sale primarily are the same three women who run the trading post. Um, their names are Beth and Kathy Hansen and Chris Cassavant. And Beth is here, Chris is out of town. And Kathy didn't want to come, I got We love them. Um, <clears throat> thank you for bringing that up. Okay, so I know that I feel better when I know exactly what to expect. And sometimes I say to my boss, do I need to prepare anything for that? And then he makes a joke about how I do need to prepare, but he's not gonna tell me what I need to prepare. It's fun. Um, so we're gonna review what to expect, what we'll be seeing in the future. Um, I've included what I think will be a typical meeting agenda. This is loose, you know, we'll, we'll change it as we need to change it. Um, so each meeting I will start with a devotional prayer which I'll either present or um, recruit someone to present. Um, that will give us an opportunity to come together, calm down, quiet down, center ourselves, focus on the task at hand. Um, we'll follow that. We'll, that will be followed by general announcements for missions and the church. Things like reminders about things that are coming up, due dates, um, meetings that are happening, um, and then I will ask each team to provide an update on their ministry, including any projects that are coming up or in their planning stages. And then I'll ask them to keep that as short as possible, two to three minutes. Um, just really high level stuff. Like we're gonna work with heart to heart on Thanksgiving. That's an update. Um, the large group will then engage in, um, again, high level discussion about anything that came up in those team check-ins or announcements. Um, you know, if you have like questions about what do you mean you're working with Thanksgiving with Heart Heart, um, then if we're going to have a speaker or presenter or a staff member asked to address the team, that's the time when we'll be doing that. I hope those are uh, few and far between um, because I think those would be more appropriately directed at individual teams, but we'll see. Um, 
Then last, I'll ask the teams to break out into their focus mission ministry teams and um, use the opportunity to engage in planning with other teams, have their own monthly meeting or both or neither. Um, if you don't need that time to plan, if you have another meeting, um, you can get out of here. Uh, but I will um, encourage you to maybe at that time, you know, if Heart to Heart wants to uh, collaborate with Refugee Task Force, just give a brief, like go over there, talk to each other real quick, get a brief. This is what we need to talk about. This is what we need to figure out. We can meet together on this and such date. Um, but that's a good chance to just initially touch base about a project. Um, so just as a note, I'll ask for all the agenda items prior to the meeting so that we can plan a succinct meeting with logical order. Um, in the interest of respecting everyone's time, we are going to try to keep the large group discussions short, again, high level, not getting in the weeds about details. Um, I will attempt to keep the all-team portion of the meeting to 45 minutes or less, hopefully less, so that hopefully everyone gets out of here in 90 minutes, even if your team has a full meeting afterward, because um, I think that's plenty of time and everybody wants to go home after they work all day. Um, so I'll continue to hold these on the fourth Tuesday of the month at 6 p.m., uh, here in this building until summer when uh, Camp Akita kicks us out and then we will find another place to go. Um, I would like as many people on your ministry team to be present um, because, well, you can use it as an opportunity for your monthly meeting if you have one. And um, you're, you're, the more people that are on your team that are here, uh, the better because you don't know who's going to come up with the idea. Um, and you don't know maybe who has the gifts to, you know, collaborate with another team. Um, but please, at least one person from each ministry team. Um, if you're looking to collaborate on a project, like I said, contact the team before the meeting and plan some time together at the meeting, um, you know, after your breakout session. Um, what else? I'm going to try to keep a Zoom and an in-person option so that everybody's comfortable with whatever the situation is. Um, and I know it's hard to, especially like I have little kids, especially to get out of the house. They're driving there and they're driving back and they're not being there for budget and then the whole dinner thing. So I get it. Um, if we have to do it on Zoom, we'll do it on Zoom. It's you know harder to build community that way, but we'll figure it out. Um, the uh, so while I don't anticipate rules about being on multiple teams, Kitty asked me this question earlier. Um, I would suggest that each person in this room choose a ministry focus and then look for ways to connect with other ministry teams. For instance, if you are passionate about refugee work and food insecurity, maybe join the refugee ministry team and then look for ways to work with heart to heart to connect refugees with their services. Um, we'll have to work this out over time. Everything's fluid. We have to figure out how it's, it's possible to work on more than one team, or if it's just not. We'll have to figure that out. Um, again, I encourage team meetings outside of the space. Consider holding meetings at your homes or public meeting spaces. 
Um, in the example I mentioned, mentioned with Refugee Task Force and Heart to Heart, maybe this is the meeting time for the two teams to come together and find a time to meet like later, like I, like I said. Um, I encourage you, most importantly, to build community with your team. Uh, get to know one another. Get to know each other's assets, their personalities, their background. Um, it will help you plan your work and your projects. Um, for, for instance, I'm just going to give you an example. Um, Shirley Barney wanted to join the refugee ministry team. And Shirley doesn't have a lot of, or really, you didn't really have any experience with refugee ministry team. Um, but what she is for a living is a project manager. So it turned out to be a perfect fit because what, she, what the team needed more than anything was someone to manage it. So because we learned about Shirley and we got to know her, we understood that that was going to be a perfect fit. So that's why I say get to know each other before you like really dive deep into things. Um, and then I encourage you all to take advantage of technology. Um, form a Facebook group. Get a group chat going. I know some people hate group chats, so turn your notifications off. Um, use Zoom for meetings. Um, just try to take advantage of as much technology as you can. Okay, next one, what I'd like to do is in our large group discussion, um, we will review the group assets that I got from today's worksheets. As I mentioned, once I get them today, I will spend the next few days, um, you know, smooshing all the things together and coming up with a summary. And then I will hopefully give it to you all next week. And then when we come together next month, we can um, discuss it. And then um, in your team discussions, I would like you to establish your group rules, membership requirements, spending guidelines, things like that. Again, succinct, um, easy to understand, uh, not complicated. Um, I encourage you to not follow Robert's rules of order. Um, that's a lot and it's and it's pretty unnecessary, if you, especially if you were a really small team. You should have a voting process, but like, don't make it super complicated. Um, so when you break out into teams tonight, I will ask you to begin a discussion about those two things, the team rules and guidelines, get everyone's input, start a rough draft tonight. And then I want you to think about one goal you can set for your team to accomplish this year. And it could be as simple or as complicated as you want. For instance, Heart to Heart's goal for this year is going to be to form a ministry team. That's their main goal, just to get it off the ground. Um, so as simple or as complicated as you'd like. Um, and then next month, we will finalize all of those things together, all of the rules and team membership. And um, while we're trying to keep it informal, I still think it's a good idea just to have a general idea of what everybody wants to do. <clears throat> okay, so now it's time for us to break out into our ministry teams. I had a folder at every little table um, with group names on it. If you wanna assemble around those, I noticed um, most of the folders got opened and knocked out. <laughs> if you wanna set them back up, 
and join as a team. It, like I see the refugee task force is already together. So just get there, fine. Um, but I have included in the uh, folders um, some notes for you. So if you are a team that has money, I included your balances. And um, yes, I'm almost there. Um, if you, um, you don't have to be committed to a team to sit in with them today. Um, Think about what you wrote down in your ass assessment, what you're passionate about, what was the team that most interested you. Try that team first. This is a time to learn about the team dynamics and see where you fit. Um, if that team turns out that it doesn't really appeal to you after you learn more, um, we'll find another team that fits. Um, next week, I'll send a follow-up email, like I said, to everyone. And I will invite you to respond to me if you feel like you really don't know where you fit. And we can have a conversation about, you know, what's important to you, what your gifts are, and we'll we'll figure out a place. If you're interested in missions, um, there is a place for you. We will figure it out. Um, uh, like I said, you're not married to the team. This is a fluid situation. We'll figure it out. If you're currently involved in a satellite ministry, um, so like. Ned does habitat stuff. Lisa does Monday night meals. Uh, Pat does Monday night meals. Um, I will like to speak with you first really shortly. And then I'm going to head over to the mission council table because like I said, I have a couple things that I really need to talk to them about real fast. Um, then I said each ministry team has a sheet of paper with a couple notes for me. Um, I had like some specific questions I want you to think about when you're developing your goals and your guidelines. Um, and then before we break out, Kitty, does anyone have any questions for me or Johan or Glenn? Lisa. I think the biggest issue that anyone involved in trying to grow a ministry team or anything within the church is how to get more people involved. This is a pretty small group for the size of the team. Um, it's in my group of, I think we have 15 for the Monday night meals, over half are not in the church, right. which is fine, right. but it's been word of mouth. It's been very, very difficult to get more people in. Have you talked about how to help get people plugged in to um, getting involved in one of these groups? Right, so Pat and I have spent some time on this this year, um, or last year, um, specifically on Monday Night Meals. Um, so the answer is twofold. Um, we have to work together, basically. I have to um, know what you need. Um, Pat and I have been working to kind of change the flow of how you get involved in Monday Night Meals because it needs to be easier. Just generally speaking, the easier it is to get involved in something, um, the more likely that you'll get volunteers. Um, I think Pat has been pleasantly surprised, despite her just worry, um, that people are signing up online. Um, they sign up online before she talks to them, but then she talks to them, and then it's fine. Um, so 
what I really, and when I talk to you guys, this is what I'm going to talk to you about. What I need to know is specifically what do you need? How can I support you in that way? The other, you know, the other side of the answer to that question is that we've decided as a church, as a team, as a staff, that the three ministries we're going to focus on are heart to heart, the refugee team, and trader posts. Trading concerns all our money, so we have to focus on that. So we're going to try to get more people, rather than dividing, like if you have a group of 40 people and you have 10 ministries, then four people can help each ministry. If you have a group of 40 people and you have four ministries, then 10 people. So do you understand what I mean? We're trying to make a bigger impact on less Okay, yes. So that's going to be part of our goals is to get more people to participate. I will tell you that I don't think this is a small group. Also have, I also have 10 people on Zoom. Um, this is a, the one of the larger groups that showed up um, for missions in a long time. I'm really actually very glad and impressed. Um, these are the people that are passionate about the work, that know stuff about the work already. Almost everyone here has been involved for years upon years. So these are the people that we are going to use to recruit other people. So we're going to, that's going to be part of everyone's goal, is how to get more people involved. And again, we're going to assess our gifts and how we're going to do that. And I would like to um, encourage teams to be more independent in assessing what they need, but then being very um, direct, Amy, I need this and this and this. What can you do? And then we'll figure, you know, then we'll figure it out. So I think really what I would like to see is the teams working out, you know, the specific one, two, three things that we need, and then we'll figure it out from there. But you guys, the people in this room, I shouldn't say you guys, you friends, um, are going to be the people that are going out and recruiting more volunteers. It can't be all on one person. Um, and you guys have the passion and you know the work. So it's gonna be us, these people in this room. Yes, Charlie. Let's hang on to that just for one second. I want to I want to do general questions first. Does anyone have a general another question? So our choices are tonight to sit in one of those three um i also have a team set up so there's a mission council team over here um there's i don't know where any of the players went there's a heart heart team here there's a training post team refugees are sitting together um and then there's just like a like a satellite like if you're in a ministry like Lisa and um, Ned, that isn't one of the focus. Go all sit together and I will address the team as one. What about our national and international So again, that's that's a twofold answer. We're going to focus on the three ministries that we have here. Refugee task force. I can't call it that anymore. Refugee ministry team, hearts and heart, and the training posts. We're not going to forget about the Bathe mission and Rafiki, but the way we engage with them will be different. Um, 
I would say the, um, we'll be looking more toward how we can support them financially. Um, and I know that's disappointing for people, but we have to focus again on the assets that we have. And um, we don't, I mean, there aren't 3,000 people here. So we have to look at what our focus is. Yeah. So that's up to the team, too, on how many they think is too many. I think an ideal team is like five to seven people. I mean, if you start to get too many people, then it just gets like crazy. Um, but, you know, a team, it doesn't mean that they're the only people that volunteer. It's they're the people that are coordinating things. You know what I'm saying? So the refugee team, you see there's just a few of them at the table, but many more of them are involved and need to be involved, but they're the ones who kind of do the coordination. The four people sitting there do uh, the majority of the and the coordination and have the experience. So they're the people that are gonna make the decisions about how the group runs and um, what they need. Um, with heart to heart, we're still, I'm, like we still have to figure that out, how many people we need um, and how, how to figure out how many people we need. But I, um, and then, you know, the training post has three people. Do we need more people? So that's something that each team is gonna have to work out. Um, but again, I think too many people is just as dangerous as not enough people. Glenn, were you raising your hand? Okay. Anybody else? Charlie? Charlie wants to introduce his ministry to you guys because I didn't say anything about it. I'm sorry about that. Well, that's okay. Uh, I was, you know, some of you heard this story. I thought maybe when um, my dad had been dead for about 13 years, and my mom was moving out. A lot of the house they lived in got a second house, and after 13 years, there were probably at least three pairs of glasses in the end table that had been hit. And so it's like, wow, if my mom had these, probably lots of people keep glasses. And at the time, I didn't wear glasses, uh, certainly shortly after that. And say when my readers weren't strong enough, I'd throw them in a drawer and think, oh, oh gee, if, uh, if I bring the other pair, the, the new pair, if I lose this like whatever, I can fall back on the old ones. And I thought, gee, if I do that, I probably need lots of people to do that. So my wife and I decided to start collecting uh, used eyeglasses. To begin with, we gave them to back in Michigan, and I don't know the exact number, but I think we gave them over 1,200 meters. And then we decided to start keeping them in, uh, you know, keeping, keeping them in Columbus. Uh, we collect prescription, reader, uh, sunglasses, and SBOT, which is uh, Ohio State is the elementary students. Uh, we donate prescription glasses to them because we can't legally give those glasses out. Uh, we keep the readers. Uh, the most recent thing we did, we went to uh, 
a homeless uh, picnic that they won't park in Columbus. Um, the good neighbor, uh, good neighbor people had a picnic. And we compared to give away as many as 250 pairs of leader glasses. And we had you know, an and then we had we had papers that people could use to determine the strength that they didn't know the strength they needed. Uh, that picnic wasn't as well attended as it had been independence. We still gave out like 122 pairs of three to five classes, and we gave out sunglasses, and we had I think it's like 300 glasses cases. So everyone who got readers or sunglasses, uh, and some people had glasses. Already, but they didn't have any books, we you kind know, of gave that. But anyway, we've uh, never had spring money. Um, donations have slowed down because I think everyone feared they were bored. Uh, so, when their big son had slowed down, and uh, we find a little bit harder to serve men than we do women, we could use theirs to accessorize. So say if they move up from uh, 1.25, 1.5, or whatever, they may have eight pairs, they've got pink, yellow, green, blue, orange, whatever. The vision just says they may be black, brown, they wear them out of gravy, so we don't really get as many uh, in uh, reader eyes classes as we do women. Uh, and sometimes they might fit the face of a man, but they might be paying for leather skin or something. And, so anyway, the men are quite as interested in But uh, anyway, just want to tell you a little bit more. We started off, we gave over a program here to that condition. Uh, we continue to collect. And uh, at the uh, reading calls, we've got a box in the chair going down. And people are always putting glasses to that. Uh, I was there yesterday, and uh, Kathy uh, handed me a bag that. One more pair of glasses, a couple cases. So, um, anyway, we do have boxes over there, and we have a box in the coat room at the open church. So, I thought I'd tell you. Yeah, the box here is in the Rosemary entrance um, where you donate bags. And just a little bit about the other two ministries I see represented here um, Monday Night Meals uh, has a long. Uh, first meeting has a long relationship with friends of the homeless, and for um, things since I was born, they have provided a meal to honor it to 159 every Monday night. Um, first community has. So, uh, what we do is coordinate the teams that will do that. Um, over time, teams have for uh, coalesced. Um, on their own, and there's a team that does it every first Monday of the month, and every second and every fourth Monday, and someone who usually does it every fifth Monday. Um, so Pat's um, goal in life, number one goal in life, is to get people to sign up for the third Monday. Um, and she's really passionate about it, and she will help you in any way possible. Um, Lisa, what group are you in? Lisa's in the first Monday group, and you've been doing it forever, right? Yeah. So it's like a really, that's a good one too. It's not super hard, and it's not, it doesn't take a super long time. Um, so feel free to ask Pat or Lisa about that. Um, and then Ned's here. Uh, Ned has worked with Habitat for how long? Third, a couple years. 
And um, we used to uh, be a part of a, the Northwest Partnership, which is a bunch of area, large churches around here, and we would sponsor a house every year. Um, we've moved away from that in recent years uh, with Mission Council, and we are just, um, you know, Ned writes a grant request, and we grant the request to Ned. Um, Habitat is a pretty big, well-oiled machine, and um, it's kind of harder to just show up to volunteer one day. You, you need some skills. Um, so... Um, so primarily, primarily, we've been supporting by with financial donation. Is there anyone else here who does a ministry that? Oh, Crystal is on the board, or you were on the board um, for the Back Bay Mission. That's in Biloxi, Mississippi, um, on the Gulf Coast, and they do housing rehab. They have um, ministries that are like a drop-in homeless center because you're not allowed to have a homeless shelter in Mississippi. It's illegal. Um, and they do a food pantry and a soup kitchen, but it's, you know, the focus is housing rehab. Um, they're the only UCC establishment in the whole state, right? Yeah. And they were really instrumental in um, racial desegregation. I guess how I'll put it. Um, during the civil rights movement. Um, so again, we used to do dinners for them and that might be something we consider after we evaluate our resources, but primarily um, our support for them will be financial. We used to take mission trips there a lot. Um, in the past nine years that I've been there, that I've been here, um, we've sent two successfully. Um, there's a lot of hurricanes. <laughs> so it's hard to send people down there. <laughs> Um, so again, primarily the focus will be financial for those outliers. Anybody else? All right, well, let's put in the groups.